and gentlemen, welcome on in to another fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Whenever it is that you are listening to this, I hope you are having the best day ever. And guys, if today is not going the way that you had hoped, that you had intended, pause, stop, turn it around, and make this day the most extraordinary day ever. You have the power to do that. You have the power to decide if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. So ask yourself, what kind of day do you want it to be today? If it's going the way you want it to go, keep doing the damn thing. If it's not, flip the script. All right, let's go. Guys, episode 77 today. Thank you for tuning on in as always. None of this is possible without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. I am sending you so much love, so much gratitude um, right back at you. And I hope you feel that today. Guys, if this is your first time in, welcome on in. I hope you guys enjoy hanging out with us today at the bar. I hope you're either having a drink or having a good day. And I, as always, hope you come on back. If you're a returning regular of mine, thank you for coming on in either every 77th time or from time and time again. Again, thank you. So for my new people here, uh, I guess I should give you an analogy for what you can expect or what bar talk is all about. And this is kind of the best breakdown I can give you. I want you to imagine an unfiltered Oprah show meets a bar therapy session. That's bar talk. Okay. So guys, thank you again for coming in today. And let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about today's guest. Today, we're having on Danielle Hare. Danielle is the host and creator of the Red Flag Collectors. I had the honor and privilege of going on her show God, I think it might have been a year ago now. It's been a long time. Um, but Danielle is all about giving you the warning signs for dating red flags, the signs to look out for in someone you're talking to, maybe someone you might be talking to. And although we do talk about red flags today, we are talking about the biggest red flag of all within ourselves. It's burnout. So Danielle and I had a conversation before this, and I kind of just wanted to see what was going on with her. I always do this uh, when I talk to my guest. I always like to have a little pre-chat with them just to kind of see what's going on. And uh, one of the things Danielle had talked about was how burnt out she was and how challenging it can be, um, honestly, in any area of life just to keep going when you feel like your tank is on E. So I said to Danielle, I think this is what we need to talk about. I think we need to kind of dive in a little bit deeper on what are the red flags of burnout. So we are going to talk about the warning signs, meaning what you can be on the lookout for. We also break down the three R's for them. Uh, you're going to have to stay tuned to the episode to listen to that, um, as well as the difference between stress and burnout. Now, I know a lot of times... People can think they're just really stressed out, but they maybe have never experienced stress um, or they feel they're burnt out when maybe they're not burnt out. Maybe they're stressed out. Again, there are uh, warning signs between the two that can help you differentiate maybe what category you fall under. I also share my experience of burnout and I burnt myself out a lot in college and if there's one thing that I learned during that time, and again, I'll, I'll go into much greater detail in our conversation 
um, a little bit later on. But the one thing that I learned is burnout for me meant I was avoiding something within myself. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's not you. It's totally fine either way. But again, for myself, I learned I would burn myself out when I was avoiding a bigger problem at hand. Okay, guys, I encourage all of you to follow Danielle along. Her podcast is called at the red flag collectors. And then her personal page is at Danielle M H A R E hair. Um, I love this conversation. I'm so excited to dive on into it. I know it left me feeling really inspired. And honestly, I think it left me looking a little bit within. I love going within. I know some, some that could be like a scary thing for some people sometimes, but I find that that's where all of the answers lie that I'm looking for in life is when I go within. Okay. So let's go ahead and get right on into that conversation. Before we do that, I have three things for you. Okay. Number one, stay until after the end of the conversation to hear this week's. Here's a tip for you. I know it will help you very much. Number two, guys, Follow us along, okay? Uh, We are growing here, and I want as many people to come to the bar as possible. It is at Bar Talk with Jenna across all social media platforms. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. My personal page is at Jenna C. Duddleston. I know, that's a mouthful. That was the name I was bestowed with. But guys, I would love it if you would leave a review. Reviews help way more than you know. Subscribe to whatever streaming service that you listen to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Music, Alexa, iHeartRadio. I'm sure I'm missing something. YouTube. Um, We do have a website coming. I did tell you guys that. Again, it's taking some time. It's just me, myself, and I doing all of this stuff right now. So be patient with me. It's coming, I promise you. But again, I would love it if you guys would uh, subscribe along. If you want to be super ballsy and super bold, what I have been doing lately when I am out is I'm at a bar. I ask someone, I'm like, "Mm, can I see your phone? And they're like, sure, why? And I'm like, give me a second. And then I'm like, thank you so much for subscribing and following along to Bar Talk with Jenna. So um, is it a little bold? Yes. Do you want to be bold? Yes. So I suggest you do that. And when you do that, please shoot me a DM and let me know when you do that. I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, and number three, guys, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And one of the things I always have in my house, as you guys know, is a candle, okay? And the only candle I trust to have burning in my house is by LYW Candles. It is more than a candle. It's a reminder that you light the path that you are on in life, okay? I'm gonna go ahead and, oh God, I just love, if I could put a scent through like a headphone. I would want you guys to smell this candle right now. I am obsessed with the orchard, bright apples, orange peeled mulled wine, a little wink, wink for you about a wink, wink drink coming at you. If you don't get that, I can't help you. Okay. I'm going to light this baby up. Beautiful. Oh God. Love it. Okay. Hold on. There we go. Okay. So guys, it is that time of year where maybe you have a party you have to go to. Maybe you need to get someone a little stocking stuffer as a gift. Okay. Maybe you want to get your boss a gift to get on their good graces. Maybe you want to get your doorman a gift, your mailman, whatever person, it doesn't matter, but I'm telling you, there's something so beautiful and so special about giving a candle as a gift because every time they light that candle, they are going to think of you. And LYW is kind enough to give you 20% off your next order using code BARTALK20. So you can go ahead, head on over to their Instagram page, which is at LYW Candles or their website, lywcandles.com. And don't forget to use code BARTALK20 at checkout to get 20% off your next order. I also love a purse. 
We know this. I'm a woman. I have a lot of bags. I can't help it. Gentlemen, if you're listening, I'm telling you, your lady has a lot of bags too. And maybe she's just like, maybe it's like that one little closet that she doesn't let you go in because she's too afraid for you to see her hoard herself. But I'm telling you, she has more bags than you know. And guys, one of the handbags that I trust is by Margot Page. It is handbags for all year wear made with durable and recycled material, meeting uh, venue bag policies for concert, NFL, MLB, NBA, and everything in between. Okay. I have told the story about going to um, the Bears game. I did not realize the bag policy. I also just recently went to the Luke Combs concert. And a lot of the girls that I was with did not understand the venue bag policy so they had things in like a mini wallet ladies let's be real it's not possible it's not possible to put everything in something that's a wallet size okay and what's great about margot page is because these are clear handbags okay and i know sometimes we could be a little bit turned off by that but i'm telling you guys i get compliments on these bags everywhere I go, every time I wear them, no matter what purse I'm wearing by her. And you are going to want this bag because concerts are back in full swing. Games are back in full swing. The bulls are actually good. And I can't wait to go back to the United center to see a bulls game. And the bag that I will be wearing is going to be by Margot page. And she is going to give you 10% off your next order using code bar talk 10. So you can head on over to her Instagram page, which is Margot M a R G O underscore page P a I G E or head on over to her website, which is margopage.com. And don't forget to use code BARTALK10 at checkout to get 10% off your next order. Okay. Guys, um, that's all I got for you today. So let me go ahead and get right on into the conversation. The reason that you guys are all here today. Get ready. We're talking about burnout. We're talking about some red flags with the one, the only, Danielle Hare. Enjoy. Well, darling, I will say this. Cheers. And I'm so excited to have you on. I'm drinking coffee this morning because I just cannot do anything else but coffee. There we go. Mm. I got a latte. We got to work today. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you and I talked the other day and I thought that um, our conversation could be so insightful to other people because uh, I feel like as uh, I'll just say Americans, I know we have some outside listeners who listen to this, but for the most part, Americans We love to work, 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 because I think it's been ingrained in our minds that working harder means working better when that's not, not necessarily always the case. And that in return leads to insane burnout. And I know for myself, I had that experience happen to me in college, which I'll talk about a little later, but I'm curious for you how has, um, how, like, like talk about getting to the point of burnout for yourself. Yeah. So that's a very good question. Um, I am like the queen of letting myself get burnt out. Like I have always just been doing a million different things. Um, and I actually said this to my dad the other day, um, because like, he is always like, you should be working, you should be working, you should be working. And then like, I'm doing so much. And he was like, you're working too much. And I'm like, you like ingrained this in me that like, I need to like be working a ton. And sometimes I just like, don't necessarily like feel it building up Hmm. until like, it's too late. So to give like a little background on probably like my most, I'm not gonna say the burnout that like just happened, 
because like I had a I had a bigger one in September. Um, I had a I obviously all the concerts, festivals, everything coming back. I overbooked myself hundred percent when it comes to like going out, content making, and all this stuff. So Labor Day weekend, I haven't been to a music festival since before Corona. I went to Electric Zoo in New York. So I was gone a Thursday through, I got back Monday night, was just dead, came home the next day, was trying to catch up on sleep, but I had to record three episodes of my show on that Tuesday I had off. And then I went back to New York city that next Saturday, like what was that? Like a three day break, four day break, um, went and saw Pete Davidson live, um, which was fun, but I was dead. Um, that was on a Sunday. I came back. Monday, having barely slept. Um, and then my Machine Gun Kelly World Tour started. So I saw him Wednesday, had a break, saw him Friday. Then I tried to go to another concert the next Wednesday. And I ended up like, my body has a physical reaction to burnout. Like I get really sick. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like at the Bleachers concert. Like I, I love Bleachers, one of my favorite bands. I was having so much fun. I was so excited. And then two songs in, I was like, damn, like, I don't feel good. And I was like, uh oh. And then all of a sudden I felt myself getting like really hot. And then I was really tired and my throat hurt. And I was getting like super dizzy. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to sit down for this next song. Like, Danielle, like, drink some water, bitch, get it together. And then I had to leave by the fourth song because my body literally was shutting down. And obviously with COVID, I was freaking out because I was like, in front row in the pit for Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, oh my God, if Machine Gun Kelly gave me coronavirus, I'm going to be so mad. And, I mean, but if you uh, actually get coronavirus from anyone, wouldn't, aren't you happy it'd be from him? Because yes. you guys like share, share now share the same like molecules and like germs. Exactly. Like, is it because he dumped a water bottle on my head? Who knows? Who but knows? regardless, I ended up going to urgent care and they were like, you have a viral throat infection. And I was like, tight, okay. And then just like the exhaustion just kind of like continued because like, I do have a full-time job running a marketing department. Um, I am a digital marketing freelancer for a new music venue slash bar slash club that's opening in New York. I do do content and I just, I don't have a break sometimes and my body like physically reacts and like, I get sick Yeah. and then I get unsick and then it starts all over again. Like I was just sick all last week with a sinus infection because I went from, I, what did I, I did like MGK in Pittsburgh for Halloween, flew back Sunday, like afternoon, and then immediately went to a rave, um, that, so I could vlog it for my friend who was, um, recently on my show and I promised him I would go. So I get off the plane, get home, lay down for like three hours and had to get ready and go to this show. Like basically not having slept. And I know I kind of mentioned this to you, but like, I have really bad anxiety and when I'm getting burnt out, my anxiety also like really manifests itself. Mm -hmm. And I was like partway through his set and I like started to feel anxious and I was like, fuck. And cause when I get anxious out in public, I get like really hot. I get super dizzy. Like then I start feeling like my mind isn't connecting with my body anymore And I'm just kind of like weirdly like, this is going to sound like I was on drugs, but I swear to God, I was not on drugs. Um, I just felt like I was like floating outside my body, like a little bit. And I just felt like really weird, really off. And I was like, okay, like there's a huge disconnect. 
yeah. And like this, like, it's what happens to me. When I get anxious. I literally feel like I'm floating outside my body. And I was like, okay, like bitch, like maybe you're just tired. Like once his set ends, like go home. And all of my friends are like, I can't believe you're only staying for the opener. Like this guy that's coming on next is awesome. And I was like, you know, guys, like it's 1130. I was on a plane this afternoon. Like I flew back for this. Like, I can't be here. And then the whole Uber ride home, I was like exhausted, felt horrible, felt super weird, got home. And obviously the wubs are still in my head and all the flashing lights. So I stayed up for another two, three hours. And then like the next day, like I felt horrific. And then I ended up getting like a horrible sinus infection right after. So that's why my voice sounds a little funny right now, but I was like wicked sick all of last week. So I'm kind of now like my burnout, like I know some people just get super tired, but like mine literally like makes me physically sick. So I, I, one, I a hundred percent believe you because I, when I was in college, I, I, I figure, I figured out recently, like why I did everything that I did. And what happened was when I was, I was a full-time student and I was a full-time student, a part of our journalism program. So I was like doing like, you know, uh, video segments and filming and recording and getting stories. So I was doing video, video stories. I was writing for the paper. I had a coaching job and I had a two bartending jobs on top of being a part of like one of the schools, like journalism groups or whatever. Okay. So I was a part of like seven different things. So I was like you in the sense that I never stopped being where I'm at now. I realized why I never stopped. And it was because I was avoiding something inside. And I think that's why a lot of people get burned out. I think a lot of people are avoiding something within that they don't want to confront. I know for me, that's what I did. And I had so many people around me that were like, how the fuck are you doing this? And I just was like, because I just do. Like, like I, I was like scary fucking robot. And then my cousin once said to me, um, well, Jen, like what happens when you get, like when you can't do this anymore? I was like, well, I'll burn out and then I'll take like two days and then I'll just do it again. Like that's fucking crazy, Jen. But I did it until I finally was like, this isn't working. Like, like I felt like I was on the hamster wheel of life is what I called it. Like you're constantly running, but like, are you going anywhere? You know? Um, but so I anyway. call it the washing machine. Cause oh, that's what I feel like I'm in yeah. a washing machine that's broken and it just doesn't, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Yeah. But I think what's good about burnout is it's to me, I'm like, okay, now your body's trying to communicate with you. Like your mind's trying to tell you something. And when you don't listen to your mind, your body will find a way to take it out on you. Like you said, you got physically ill. You had a sinus infection. You had a, a you know, throat problems. And that's like our minds, like, you know, bitch, I need you to calm down. I need to sleep, mm-hmm. you know? So it's crazy that like this happens, but I also think it happens to so many people, you know, you and I being like people on the content creating side, because the internet never sleeps. I know for me, sometimes I'm always like, oh my God, I have to go, 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 because I'm going to be behind on other people who are creating content. Um, I've had to totally change my like mindset on, on looking at that because again, it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm in a, a race. I'm never going to fucking win. Cause no one can fucking win it, you know, but right, I think it's unwinnable. For, it's unwinnable, but burnout happens. I think across the board for everyone. I think about like our doctors, our nurses, you know, uh, you know, especially in Chicago, like our policemen, our people on the fire department, you know, like they're getting their, like their paydays off taken away 
and you expect these people to work at like a high level, like it's just not, I don't think it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it, at least on my end is like self-inflicted. Like I do like have a very busy, like full-time job, but like my boss is like, she's the CEO of our company. She is like the best person ever. And she fully understands like, sometimes you just need a second. Like when we, when we get sick, she doesn't expect us to work through being sick. And that's like a whole different ball game from with a company that I used to come to. Like, if you weren't like literally in the hospital, like you needed to get over it. Like we don't take sick days. You work from home. That's it. And so like, she's very good about like making sure that we're not all constantly like drowning and like miserable. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it is like my self-inflicted side with the content side. Um, and just like not knowing when to stop. And I was actually in New York this weekend and I was talking to, um, one of my friends who was photographing the bar that I'm freelancing for. And I like told her, I was like, I think I'm going to take a break. And she literally looked at me and said, your show is too good to quit. She was like, so if you want to take a break, take a break, if you need to, she's like, but don't quit. Yeah. She was like, don't do it. And like, it's the same thing. Like, I feel like every interview I do, I talk about producer Jack, my, my little Bessie, but like, even her. Jack said to me, like, you can take a break. He was like, it's fine. Like, no one's going to hate you. And the thing is like, no, I mean, no offense to myself or like, even like any content creator, unless you work for like Barstool, no one's going to give a shit if you take a break. Yeah. No one's going to be mad. This isn't like, I'm not getting paid $200,000 a year to podcast and me taking two months off is like fucking causing world hunger. Yeah. Like, sorry. I like keep swearing too much. It just, it's I get hyped up. It's bar time. Okay. okay. I just, I like to check. Um, but like, I'm not solving world hunger by podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like my, my job does not, is not con- like forcing me to be a podcaster. I think the only time you can't really take a break is if you work for a company like Barstool, where like you are hired to create content. Mm-hmm. And like, if you take two months off, like you're fucked. Like I still got plenty of money coming in. If I like take a break from the show, it's okay. Yeah. And I think you helped me a lot too, even like when we were on the phone and you were just like, yeah, dude, it's fine. And I'm like on the phone with you, like texting Jack, like, is this okay? Is this okay? And Jack was like, yeah, like you're literally being a nut job right now. Like, stop it. Like it's okay. Everyone. It's okay. It's totally okay. I've taken, since I've started, I've taken two breaks. Um, and it was, I guess, because I've, I've done the, like gone to therapy. I've done the work on myself. I tried to now I'm so like, I so look within, like, that's just how my, my brain operates now that I can feel when it's coming on. Like I can feel the, like, it, it almost feels like, like a, like, is it a reservoir? Like where the water builds up, you know? And so like I can, a dam? yeah, like a dam. Yeah, that's happens? better. It's, it's like a dam. So it's like, <laughs> damn. damn. So it's like a dam. Like, once it gets to like, I'd say my throat, that's what I'm like, okay, I need, I need a little bit. Like I need, I need a few days. And that's what happened when I was doing the like very OG bar talk, like doing the Instagram lives, which sounds fucking crazy to say, but it's coming up on two years. Um, oh I did God. 40 shows in 10 weeks. Like that's astronomically insane looking back at it now. And when I finally hit that 40th mark, I said at the end of the show, I'm like, guys, I'm taking a break. I said, when am I coming back? I don't know, but I am so tired and I need to fill up my cup first 
like I can't fill other people's cups unless if my cup's fucking dry. And it was never this whole thing of like, you know, look at me taking a step forward. But I had someone reach out to me and they were like, I can't believe you just said you were taking a break. And I, and, and her and I talked about it. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, that's just like so brave. Like most people aren't willing to say that they need time. And, uh, you know, that was, that was break number one. Break number two was in summertime. I had, I just had a, when it rains, it storms, you know, and it was, it was storming in my life at that time. And I just had so much going on where like, this was the secondary and this did, this was not the main focus. Bar talk was not the main focus. And I was like, I need to make sure that one, I am okay, that I am safe. Like I had to move. I had like, I had had so much happening to my, in my life. And then I realized like, if I can just be honest with people, like, Hey, I got a lot going on right now. Um, and even like, I reached out to one of the, the sponsors, you know, like the people at main street who I'm like forever grateful for. I was like, listen, I just, I need like two weeks. And, and they were like, take your time, like absolutely take your time. And so I think more people are aware that burnout happens and they don't want to see people get burned out, but it's like, how can we moving forward, be aware of the signs? So I'm going to read, I, I saw this little, it's like help guide. And it talks about the difference between stress and burnout. Cause I think some people can confuse the two. Yeah. So I'm just going to read the list of stresses and then I'll read some of the list on the burnout. So some of the lists for stress are characterized by over-engagement, Emotions are overactive, um, loss of energy leads to anxiety disorder, primarily damaged in physical. And then for burnout, it says emotions are blunt, uh, characterized by disengagement, produces helplessness and hopelessness, loss of motivation, ideas, and hope leads to detachment and depression, uh, primarily Primary, primary damage is emotional, um, may make life feel like it's not worth living. So again, kind of a lot. Um, but again, I think knowing the signs or knowing like, Hey, if you have anxiety coming on, like maybe this is a burnout or, or maybe I'm, I'm leaning up to it. What can be the things I can do to prevent it? Where, you know, for me, like years ago, i lay on my couch for 72 hours and get up and do it again. Like that's not productive. Right. (laughs) No. And I do, I do think the difference between like stress and burnout, a lot of people do like kind of combine them because I do think when you're too stressed, it is what like immediately like pushes you over the edge to burnout. Mm -hmm. And like, I've noticed like when I'm stressed, like, yeah, like I'm hyper, like I feel everything. But then when I'm burnt out, like I'm an asshole. Like if you, if when I'm burnt out, if you piss me off, like I, whatever, I'll say this publicly, I'll give it two shits. I got in a fight with my friend because I was so burnt out and so stressed. And I had just like, I bottled things up and yeah. I was in the burnout stage and her and I got in like a verbal argument. And I straight up told her that she was an asshole. And I told her to get fucked. And I hung up on her. Like that is like where I think the burnout, like that's like the blunt emotion of the burnout. I was just done. I was a bitch. I was like, you know what? Fuck off. Don't yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's where uh, we come in with the burnout side. But I think there are just like steps, like you said, to like manage it. Like if you feel like I can even say like what I did. So I was starting to feel like super stressed and 
super overwhelmed. So I decided, okay, like I'm going to take a break from my show. I still have a bunch of other stuff going on. I still vlog mm-hmm. and to keep myself from like getting burnt out even more. Like I have two vlogs that I have to do still from Halloween, but like, I just like need a couple of weeks before I even publish the vlogs before I edit them. And you know what? That's fine. Cause if I'm stressing myself out, trying to make these vlogs, they're not even going to be good. Yeah. Like if I hate doing them. So I think that's really important. It's so important. Um, the other thing that I know I have done and I think could help, you know, you and anyone else who's listening, who has dealed, who deals with burnout, um, this article, which I'll like link in the show notes, if anyone wants to read it, because I just, it was so helpful. It says to recognize the three R's. Okay. The first one is recognize, watch for the warning sides of burnout. Second R is reverse, undo the damage by seeking support and managing stress. And three, resilience. Build your resilience to stress by taking care of your physical and emotional health. Now, again, we could say that and everyone's like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, but like, how the fuck do you do that? You know? So like, I, I'll say this and I don't know if you maybe know the answer. Like, again, recognize first step. How do you recognize when burnout is coming on? And I think the, um, the more you can be self-aware of who you are, the better you'll be at catching it earlier and doing that. So when I, so for myself, when I know that I'm getting super burnt out, um, I'm trying to think when was the last time that happened to me. Okay. It happened. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, I could feel it and it was, and I was just tired and I was supposed to edit a show. I was supposed to edit a drink of the week. And I finally said, okay, this will be here tomorrow. Right now you're going to lay down. And old Jenna would have been like, bitch, you ain't got time to fucking lay down, get up, you know? But again, it's recognizing that I'm like, if I can lay down and just chill and watch mind numbing television for two hours, this is going to help me in the long run. You know what I mean? So that's, so that was like me recognizing it. And so you know, like some of my like, um, self-care. Cause that's such a popular word now. Like what's, what self-care do you do? You know, I feel like it is, but you, you have to learn what you love or what you like. So, um, a few for me that I enjoy, I love taking a good fucking tub. Oh my God. Give me oh all. yeah. That, give me oh all. yeah. Oh, oh, girl, give me all the Epsom salt, bath bombs. Give me the Epsom salt. Give me Frank Sinatra in the background. Give me a glass of wine. And, and no phone, no phone, no phone. And, and I think for me, if I have the time to like really indulge in a self-care like night, that motherfucker is top on the list. Okay. Oh, dude, that's number one. I literally was so anxious and stressed yesterday. I took two baths. Okay. But but, it was weird, but I did. I took one, watched some real housewives of New Jersey was like, "Hmm, still kind of feel weird. I watched the dirt and then I was like, fuck this. I'm taking another one. (laughs) I live by myself, so it doesn't matter. Like like dirt was your form of self-care. I absolutely fucking love it. (laughs) I love it. I was like having like a meltdown yesterday and like Forrest Gump is usually like my comfort movie. And I was texting my friend, Matt, and he was like, Danielle, don't forget, like you need to turn it off before the end because you will have a more severe mental breakdown if you watch Jenny die. And I was like, you're right. I was like, I'm going to watch the dirt. And he was like, yeah, you need some machine gun Kelly in your day. (laughs) That reminds me of the, are you a friends fan? 
kind of okay there i might an, remember <laughs> there's an episode where um they're watching old yeller and phoebe is like oh he lives in there and they're like she's like why are you crying and she's like well this is where my mom turned off she's like oh my god the end the end the end because she didn't want to be sad that's what that reminds me of you're like literally the end, the end, the end. i the thing is too like i was saying this to a guy like the older i get like forrest gump is literally my family's favorite movie a different part every time will make me cry. Oh like God. the most random parts will make me cry. Like when Forrest meets his son, cry. When he asks if his son is also like de- like delayed, cry. Like that's all within the same two minutes. Like, oh my God, just crying. Just yeah, crying. so yeah, the dirt was the move. The and I fell asleep moved. before um, Vince Neil's daughter died. So there you go. So, so you know. cry. Um, <laughs> One of the other things I find, and it's, it's funny because I'm, I've become so um, open with my family about like getting burned out and, and um, you know, that they, they'll sometimes recognize the signs in me. And they're like, I think you should go do this because they know it helps me. And so um, I, I feel like it, it actually like irks me because I used to make fun of these people. But one of the things that really helps me is working out. I used to make yes. fun. Of, I used to make fun of people where they were like, "Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't." I was gonna say, "Okay, all woods." What are you saying? I know, but but again, like I when I'm like, and if I haven't worked out in like no joke, like three or four days, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, I work out, and afterwards, I'm like, "Okay, I needed that. Like, I needed to just work out," and instantly, the stress levels that I have go down like seven notches right well and that's like one of the like recognizing burnout like yeah. I I had to um take a break from orange theory because I had to get like cortisone shots in my hands but I noticed when I was starting to get burnt out that's like I loved orange theory mm-hmm. and like I'm going to start going back because my hands better next month but like I could tell I was getting burnt out when I didn't even want to go like when I couldn't bring myself to even go to my class because it helped you so much. No, no, no. Like that's how I knew I was burnt out is because I couldn't even muster up the energy to go, even though like I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd come back and I would be like, all right, word, that worked. But like, once I start getting like, so tired to the point where I don't even want to go to the gym, like that's when I know, uh, cue the TikTok. Oh no song. Like that's when it gets bad. (laughs) Literally. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think too. some of mine, like, I'll, I'll even say this too, like getting burnt out sometimes with, you know, like I think work burnout is probably the most common, right? Um, there have even been times where I've gotten burnt out with family and friends and oh, that's, social burnout. Okay. Social yes. burnout. And that's, that a lot. and that's kind of a weird one to address because the way that I think society has programmed our minds is to let people know that, you know, like you have to take things personal, but it's the complete opposite. Like when you learn that, when you learn not to take things personal and you realize that the person that you're dealing with, like as much as you think they think about you, it's like a 10th of that. And that's not Mm -hmm. to say you're not an important person in their life. It's just going to say that they think about themselves that fucking much. You know what I mean? So for, for me, like 
I have a very big family. I have like 75 family members. Okay. Um, yeah, huge. Your, your I, wedding is going to be wild. <laughs> oh my God. I, someone asked me that they're like, is it even possible for you to have a small wedding? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you know, like my doesn't whole, sound like it. It's not possible. Like my cousin just got married. What would have been maybe a little over a month ago and both sides had enormous families. And I think their small wedding was like 275. Like that was a small wedding because of how big the families are. Oh my God. I'm it's glad crazy. I have a small family in it's that crazy. sense. It'll it, save me money. It'll save you money. <laughs> but, but again, I'll say like with my family, there's such beauty in it and, and you, and I love them. And there's also a lot of personalities and there's a lot to take in and you want to be present and be active for these people. And again, this was like a really hard lesson to learn with, um, some of my family members is that like, I will, um, I'll retreat, let's say instead of isolate retreat, instead of isolate, because I know in order for me to be the best version of myself around them, again, I got to fill my cup first and I can't help them if I'm not helping myself. So again, the, the, the recognizing stage is like, if we have too many family events back to back to back to back to back to back to back, I'm like, oh my God, like I love you guys, but like, I need like a day to just like veg out, you know, you just do. You literally sound like me because I have so many events with so many different groups of friends. Like even like, basically I would say from like May until literally the other weekend. And I got, I said it when I interviewed my friend, AG and him and I were very much on the same page. Like our social batteries get to empty and then we need to sit by ourselves and literally not talk to anyone mm-hmm. for like a day. Yeah. Like I, that's why I'm glad I live by myself now. So I can just lay on my couch and watch TikToks for three hours. Yeah. Like that's what, like, sometimes I really do. And like, I love my friends. It's nothing against them, but I think sometimes people don't understand because I like, I have multiple groups of friends. So like, if I'm not doing something with group A, I'm doing something with group B. If I'm not with group B, like I'm with group orange, like I'm with, like, I'm just doing so much stuff. And like, I think it's like getting to the point, I don't know how to fix this, but it's like getting to the point where like, I'm starting to like offend people because they'll invite me to things. And I'm like, Hey, like, I really just need like some time by myself. And they're like, Oh, I haven't seen you in like a month. And I'm like, right. I get that. But like, I, I cannot do this right now. We, we as a society need to, um, embrace that if we love our friends, them saying no to us is 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 them saying yes to themselves. That's right. What, that's what that means because, again, like you said, you haven't had a day to yourself in X amount of time. So, and again, it's like you love your friends and you, of course, you want to be with them and of course you want to hang out with them. But like your tank is really fucking low. Right. And the thing is too, like, it's not even like, I don't want to hang out with them, but I know if I hang out with them, I'm just going to be like grumpy and irritated. I'm not in the mood to stay out till two o'clock in the morning and then be like all fucked up the whole next day. Like, I'm just not like, not in the mood. And like, I don't even drink that much, but like my exhaustion levels hit a point where like, it's worse than any hangover. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it sounds like what you're saying too is like, um, oh, I just had it and it went away, but like you, I, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's like, we, we just need to be okay with 
our friends putting themselves first and we need to be okay with the boundaries that they are setting. Right. And in my opinion, like, it's not that big of a deal. If someone literally texted me and was like, Hey, like, I'm honestly just like wiped. Like I need some time. I'd be like, all right, well that stinks. I want to hang out, but like, whatever, like no big deal. Like, I just think it's certain people feel certain ways yeah. about it. And like, I never want to like offend my friends, but like genuine, like, I'm not saying this to like hype myself up, but like, I'm the busiest person I know, like mm-hmm. one of the busiest people I know. So like when I need a break, like I need a break, like I got in a fight with my mom about this recently because I was working like six days a week and my aunt was visiting from Kentucky. And my mom was like, you really like need to come for dinner. And my mom lives an hour away. And she's like, you need to come for dinner on Saturday. And I was like, well, like I have to work like 1030 to 430. And then like, it's going to take me an hour to get there. And like, you know, from working in the restaurant industry, like when you get home, you want to die. Everyone's been a jerk all day. You've been standing all day and you're exhausted. You want to be left alone. And like, I got in trouble with my mom over that. Like, but you know what? Like, I'm sorry, mom. Like I, I, I couldn't do it. Like I literally, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so the next phase is to reverse. Okay. So we're, so we're, we're recognizing, which is good. And I think we're all, you know, seeing the signs and maybe for the people listening, you're, you know, asking yourselves or trying to recognize what it is in yourself that causes that burnout to come on. So now it's like, how do we reverse that? And again, I think it's what we're saying and it's so nerve wracking though. And that, and that's the thing that sucks is like, we're, we're, we're standing up for ourselves. We're choosing ourselves. And that sometimes means you're going to hurt some people along the way. But I always say like, actually, it's not even me. Have you ever read the book untamed by Glennon Doyle? Um, I have had it half finished on my nightstand. I thought it was behind me on my record player thing. Half finished. Okay. She (laughs) says, um, she had this beautiful conversation with her daughter and it talked about, she said something to her daughter, like, don't ever abandon yourself. And the little girl said to her, even if that means I upset you, she said, even if that means you upset me, don't ever abandon you. And I just, and and so that, that line has stuck with me for so long of like choosing yourself. And to me, that's the step in like doing the reverse is for the longest time, we're always, and I can't, I can't speak for everyone. I can speak for myself, but for the longest time I was programmed to like help others and do this. And and, and I still want to do that. And before I can do that, I have to choose me. I have to pick me. I have to take care of me. So again, now we're recognizing the, the burnout signs. We're undoing the damage. And that means, unfortunately, mom, I'm sorry. I can't come to dinner. That means you're sitting at home taking that double bath night. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, know. You know it's I like- can't believe I admitted to doing that yesterday because I was so stressed. But no, and that's the thing too. And like, you can take things off your plate. Cause like at the end of the day, the way I say it, like, I love my friends. They would do anything for me. I would do anything for them. But if I am just like willing to like sacrifice, like my two days of like my like mental health and sanity to like go and do like one thing, like who's the one that has to deal with that after the fact it's me. Like I'm the one that has to deal with that. Like, so I, I think you can pull whatever you want off your plate. And I'm at the point too. I think in the past year, and like I said, this to Jack, like the show has like helped me like grow up 
to the point where like, I don't give a shit. Like if you're going to get mad at me for doing what I want to do for me, like get fucked in the words of myself. That's when, my quote. <laughs> well, and, and, but you, you, I think you hit it on the head. Like for anyone, when you start choosing yourself and you start doing what you want to do that you feel is always meant for you to do. Um, God, I had this conversation with my mom yesterday, like growing up's tough. No one tells you how fucking hard growing up is like you hear it, but you don't ever really understand it. And you don't understand that your friendships change and that there's no warning sign. Like, like there's really not. And you know, you're, when you start doing what's best for you and when you start choosing yourself, you learn who actually cares. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you this, when someone shows you who they are, fucking believe it, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Hitting the nail on the head, literally. And the thing is too, I've said this before, like, it, I mean, I, I'll change my quote a little bit, but if someone tells you something once, don't let them tell you it again. Do not let them tell you that again. You know how many friendships I have, like even in the past year, like COVID, this is going to sound like a broken record, but COVID really has helped me grow to the point where I've outgrown a lot of my college friends because I realized like, you know what? All we do is like sit and talk shit or you're mean to me and I let it happen and you're not nice to me. You don't like, you don't want me to grow as a person. So you know what? You're not going to fucking tell me that ever again. You've been telling me it for 10 years. Well, bye. Here's the scissors, like cutting you out. Yeah. And that's tough, but it's, but, but again, you're choosing yourself. And that's, I I don't want, like the way I think about it too, is like, I I don't have a boyfriend right now. So if I'm going to get married in say five to seven years, do I really want to be like pulling a man into like all this drama with my friends? Do I want all these people at my wedding who I know behind my back are just like making fun of me or going to make like snarky comments or like, do something that's like not nice. Like, are those the type of people like you want around? Like by the time, like you're getting married, having kids, like I would never, the person I was when I was friends with some of these people that weren't nice to me, I would not like whatever man wanted to date me at that point in time. Like I wouldn't want to date him like now, because I'm not that type of person that I don't put up with that. Yeah. Yeah. God, friendships are so weird. And even as you get older, um, you know, it's like, we're both in our like late twenties and <laughs> I know it sounds weird, right? <laughs> it sounds weird, but you learn that so many of our friends yet we're close in age are at different parts of their lives. You know, my friends having babies left and right right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't want that. <laughs> so it's like, you have friends having babies. That's one. And then I look at myself and it's like, I'm finally doing what I've always wanted to do in this career path is a little bit different than the norm. So I'm, I'm a little, but that's the path I'm on. And then I have friends who are trying to get pregnant and having a really hard time with it, you know? And then you have your friends who are going out Thursday through Sunday, like they're still on their college world tour, you know? And then you have your friends who are like taking care of their like loved ones because like they have a family member that's sick. And like, we're all at the same age or near the same age, but everyone's at a, everyone's at a different lane in life. So it's this hard. It's a weird time to be alive it's, right it's now. A it's weird, a weird time. It's a weird time. And it's weird sometimes to like, 
like you can relate, you know, because you're close in age, but the life experiences that you're going through are so fucking different compared to other people that like, you know, my, my one girlfriend who has been struggling getting uh, pregnant, like their group of friends, she's like, why the fuck am I hanging out with these people? They're literally gossiping and and talking about drama. And like, I'm going to fucking fertility specialist. And you're talking about like high school drama. Like I'm going to a fertility specialist because I, I'm trying to have a baby. And like, why the fuck am I hanging around this? And when you hear someone put it to you like that black and white, it's like, again, you just, you're just at different parts in life. And it's like, at this part of my life, I don't need that. I need this right. to be out of the way. It, it's wild. I actually had this conversation with my college roommate last night. Like I sent her a text that was for someone else. I like, wasn't anything mean, but I like had sent my other, tried to send my other friend a text. It was like, LOL, you're going to have two very pregnant bridesmaids at your bridal shower. And then, um, I had actually sent it to Brie. She's like, Oh my God, who's pregnant. And I was like, Oh shit, Brie, like that wasn't for you. And she's like, Oh good. Like, I hope it's not you or something like that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be a good auntie uh, to your new baby. I was like, but I'm still trying to live that rock star life. Like, and like, she gets it. Like she's still cool and fun, but like, I do know at the same time, I'm not going to like, like she likes to hear the tea, but I'm not going to like every time something happens be like, Brie, oh my God, I can't believe that this person did this because she's pregnant. She's about to have a baby. She doesn't give a shit. She <laughs> likes the funny stuff. But exactly. Like, so I just, it is, it's, it's very weird. The different, like, the different lanes. I have so many friends that are like about to get married and I'm like, wow. Every time, like I say it, my mom's like, wow. And you can't find a guy that you like for more than two weeks. And I'm like, thanks mom. Dude. She said, I don't even think I can say this on air, but she made a comment that was like, pew. And like really got me the other week. And it was like funny. Um, actually I'll say it, I don't care. One of my friends, um, she, was on her like second engagement. She just got married. She's very, very happy. And I said something to my mom and she was like, she found two people she wanted to marry and you don't even know one that you actually like. And I was like, tight, tight mom. Thank you. I mean, it was funny. Like she was being funny. It wasn't being mean, but like, we are getting to the age too that I realized that like my mom's like made a couple of jokes being like, I want grandkids. And I'm like, who's paying for them? Um, Who's carrying them? Not me. I, I I'm very lucky that I have a big family because I had my dad say it to me once, like, like a few years back, he was like, I think I'm ready to be a grandpa. And there were like, and, I'm and again, 25. Well, so like, I hadn't even started doing this yet. And they knew that this was what I wanted to do. I said, Hey dad, see all your nieces and nephews. Yeah. Go pick one of their kids. Cause none's coming out of here soon. Okay. No, it's not happening. Dad. I love you. And yeah. And I was like, dad, you'll be the best grandpa of all time but it is not happening now. So either go look at one of your other three children or go pick one of your nieces and nephews, kids. I literally, I said, it's like my brother's 24 and my grandma said something as a joke. And I was like, why don't you go ask Nick? Go see when Nick's gonna have a kid, ask him. And she's like, oh, well he's 24. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm still like, I'm living in the city, traveling a ton, doing a ton of stuff. When do I have time for a baby? Like, let me know. Yeah. Oh Who's gonna God. watch it? Not me. I don't want it <laughs> at like, this point at this point too like I'm totally cool with like not having kids like I talked to cam about this like off like camera but like both of us are content being like the cool people like 
with the lake house and the boat and everyone comes over to your house, like with their kids for the parties. But then the end of the day, you can do whatever you want after that. Yeah. You don't have to like take care of kids. And like, I'm honestly like when him and I talked about it, I was kind of like, you know what? Like this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't like not having a kid doesn't bother me. Like I'm cool to get married and just like hang out at my lake house on my boat forever. Like I don't care hang out on the boat house forever. Okay. Uh, the last R <laughs> of our three R's is resilient. We're literally ramblers. We're so ramblers. It's okay. So resilience, it says build your resilience to stress by taking care of your physical and emotional health. And I think we've already started to talk about some of those things that we do. I'll say one of the other things that I do, and I've done this since I was a little kid and then I kind of stopped doing it, but picked it up again. I'd say within the last like three years, um, journaling has helped me so much. And, you know, I always feel like I would get made fun of as a kid. Cause it's like that, like total corny cliche movie of like, oh, dear diary, you it's know, like, <laughs> today. but it's, it's not that like, it's really not. It's, it's more of like, and I have them like they're sitting right there. Like those are like three of my journals. The one that I'm currently working on is over there. Um, but it's a nice like daily check-in for me to hear what I need to tell myself. Cause again, like you said, sometimes when things get caught in our brain, it can feel so overwhelming, but I'm a big believer in like the power of pen to paper. And when you put it down, it's gone or you can figure out how to deal with it. And so for me, that's been like building up my resilience is like, you know, I journal either it's like every morning or whenever I feel like something comes to me that I need to get down on paper. And it actually happened last night. I was getting ready to go to bed, but I was like, no, I think I got to write something. So I like got everything out of me. And I was like, okay, whoo, okay, we're good. You know? Um, and the other thing that I'll say too, that, um, and I've talked about this gratitude has been my secret sauce to, I think burnout is, is writing down my gratitude. And, I started it in the beginning of the pandemic because I said to myself, you can go to a very dark place, Jenna, where you can think to yourself that you don't have anything, but you have so much. So every day you are going to write down one thing that you are grateful for one. And it has to be new. It has to be something different every fucking day. So there were days that it was a cup of coffee. There were days that it was my bed. There were days that it was my family, the ability to have a Zoom call with people when we were stuck in our house, you know? And that has helped me immensely because when you realize what you have, more comes to you. Yeah, I mean, I think that that makes sense. Like just, cause then you can look back on it too. If you're like having a horrible day and be like, oh, well, everything sucks. And then you go through and you might have four or five pages of just these things filled up. Yeah. And it's like, you can get a little sappy about it. You can get it, <laughs> but it's, it's a great thing because then you, cause again, it's so easy to get lost in the comparison game in this world that we live in, you know? And, and that could be a whole nother show on itself. Oh God, so don't we, even get me started So we won't, so we won't fall down that. <laughs> But again, I think when you finally put the phone down and you, and you look around at what you have in your life, there's so much to be grateful for. Like, like I always said in the, in the pandemic, like I had no money because I had lost my job, 
but there were three things I had that made me win in life. I said, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly and I have a bed to lay down in at night. Most people don't have those three things, you know, like they really it's don't. True. And so I was like, I'm fucking winning, man. I'm fucking winning. I'm like <laughs> cruising in life right now, you know? Um, but yeah, gratitude helps a lot. And I think that could be a part of the resilience to watching your burnout. Because again, that burnout phase of like, you feel hopeless, you feel like there's no, like you, like you lose your purpose. If you, if you can have that gratitude build up inside of you, you know, that's going to help with your emotional health so much. And that's going to be, it's just going to help you, I think down the line. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe I'll start doing that. So honestly, I, I, I've, I've been trying to get so many people to journal. I'm like, let's all journal together. Just write down your feelings, yeah, guys. I love getting, it. I love getting in tuned to my feelings. Um, <laughs> okay. So I think what's interesting about what we've talked about so far and what you also said to me is you're a yes person. And I think at one point in all of our lives, we might've all been a yes person, you know, um, recognizing it, I think is a huge step. Most people don't even realize that they do it. So I'd love to commend you for recognizing that you are a yes person. What are you doing now to, I don't want to say be a no person, but we'll say, what are you doing to stand up for yourself now? Yeah. So I think in the workplace, um, just like one thing is I'm usually like, yeah, sure. No problem. Get that to you right now. Yeah, sure. No problem. But being more like open with like my bandwidth and just being like, Hey, listen, like it might be a couple days I have to do a bunch of stuff and just like, not like the biggest thing is like, unless you're working for like, unless you're a doctor, someone that's curing cancer, like it can wait a second. Like you don't have to do it right away. Like I work in consumer goods. No one's going to die. If it takes me an extra day to like get something scheduled, no one's going to die. So I think that's one thing. And then I get like invited to a lot of stuff and just like, sometimes saying no is like, okay, like you don't have to go. And if like people give you a hard time, like my new thing is I just don't answer them. Like, if you're like, oh my God, that's so annoying. Like, I can't believe you're not going to come hang out with me. I just don't answer them. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's it. I just don't answer you. If like, there's one thing being like, oh, okay. But like, if you're going to like harass me into wanting to like do it, like it's not going to work. No. So I just, I just don't answer anymore. I like that. That's why I have like 112 unread text messages. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What would you say to people um, if they know that they are a yes person and they're trying not to be, what would you say is the first step in standing up for yourself? Get a Google calendar. That, <laughs> that literally, I Google calendar, even my social events and don't feel like you need, the thing is too, like if someone invites you to something, don't feel like you need to like RSVP right away. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, you can like take some time. Like, I think too, and like a social standpoint is where like, I tend to focus more because my work life is very like balanced and like, I have it figured out, but like, you don't have to answer anyone right away. Like you don't, this comes to any type of text. You don't owe anyone anything. You're not required to answer them from the jump. Like, so that's my biggest thing. Like you can just, you can take a pause. You can take a pause and it's totally fine. And if people start being assholes, like, then just don't hang out with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
you're not required to hang out with anyone at any point. If people are being assholes to you putting up boundaries, they're people that you don't need in your life. Exactly. You so fucking don't. Um, Okay, so I love that we're going to take a little break. And I think it is a good thing because especially from a creative side, breaks are great because they give you the ability to focus on yourself and they give you the break to come back with fresh eyes. So I'm really excited to see the red flag collectors come 2022, because the truth is what, what you don't know, what I don't know, what, what none of us know is it could be a completely different show come the beginning of the year because of this well-needed rest. Yeah. And you know what? I told Jack, I was like, we're coming into 2022 exploding. So I don't know if he's ready, but (laughs) there's going to be a lot coming. And it just like, Truthfully, when, especially when it comes to content, I've said it to you, I've said it to Jack, I've said it to literally anyone who listens to me, you'd never want to get to the point where you hate what you're doing when it's your passion project. Don't ever let it get to the point where you hate it. Cause that, that's what happened to me. I just did not, I didn't give a fuck anymore. Like whether the show lived or died. And like, I was being a little bit manic when I said that, but like, I do care, but like when I was telling everyone, like, I don't give two shits about this. Like I do, I was just, I needed a moment. So I'm thankful that you told me like, bitch, take a minute. It's okay. Because now I'm like, this is going to rock when it comes back in January. And think about it now. Like, you know, you burnt out, your emotions were blunt. That's burnout. You know, it's, it's, it's saying things that you almost don't necessarily mean, but because you're so overwhelmed, you know, you're like, I don't even care. You do, but right. I was like, I don't have time to deal with this. I don't have time to deal with it. But again, it's like, it's like that fuse. There's like this much left. So again, I'm, I'm so excited for you to just recharge your battery and to rest. And I, and I hope for anyone who's listening to realize that like, you know, again, I recommend everyone to, to read this article and I'll send it to you, Danielle too, but like recognizing the difference between stress and burnout is so crucial and learning more about yourself of, Hey, when is this coming on and taking that pause of going for a walk, going for a drive because driving and listening to the music makes you feel nice cooking. Oh my God. I love, I love a good carpool karaoke scream session. Yeah. You know, so it's like that, that, that self-care, like everyone's version of self-care looks different to them. And I think as long as you can figure out, because it's not a one size fits all, by no means is it, you know, like what my version of self-care is and yours is two vastly different things, you know? Mine is the tub. Yours is, yeah. Love the tub. (laughs) Love the tub. Um, Love a good journal. Um, That's going to be the episode title. Just love the tub. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I can't with you. Okay. Um, if Where do you think I get my iconic episode titles? I say weird shit. You do say weird shit, but I love you for it. Okay. Let's have a cheers and we're going to do some ridiculous random rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't warn me about this. Sorry. Okay. So there's no like quote unquote shot clock, so to speak. But the biggest thing is like not to take too long. Okay. Oh, I'll, you want rapid fire? It's coming. Okay. Velveeta or Kraft mac and cheese? Um, craft mac and cheese. Craft mac and cheese with hot sauce. Ooh, yeah. Wait, what kind of hot sauce? Fr- 
Frank's Red Hot, just a little bit in there. Okay, all right. Uh, what is <laughs> what, what is your proudest drunk moment? Um. Oh, okay. Shout out to Brie O'Rourke, my college roommate. We used to hookah in our house all the time, and we ran out of hookah coals one night when we were blackout drunk and Brie and I didn't know what to do. So we ran to the grill area of our college, um, stole a bag of uh, the, the big grill coals and we um, were trying to light the hookah with them. And her now husband came down the stairs when me and Brie were trying to cut uh, charcoal with scissors to uh, light the hookah. I thought it was innovative, did not work, but that was my proudest moment. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is your drink of choice? Um, blueberry acai truly. Okay. Um, what is <laughs> very specific? You are the queen of red flags. What is the biggest red flag that everyone should be on the lookout for in a man or a woman? If they only, um, message you on Snapchat. Oh yeah. That's a weird. Yep. Yep. Get rid of them. Fucking get rid of them. Okay, what is the kindest thing a stranger has done for you? Oh, one time um, I had air leaking out of my tire and I couldn't figure out how to um, use the air pump and a guy that was in a gang filled up my tires for me. Wow. Yes. He was very nice, but he was in a gang. He had the tattoo on his hand and I was like, ooh, but he was very kind. Again, you can't judge a book by its cover sometimes. No, then he asked where my boyfriend was. I said, gotta go, bye. Oh, there we go. <laughs> such a jack. Okay. First concert you ever went to? Um, Britney Spears when I was seven with my dad and um, he hated Britney Spears, but he wanted to take me to my first concert. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So you work at the famous uh, bar Cheers in Boston. What has been the strangest thing you have witnessed there? So I actually quit. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. But I'll tell you. Um, How long did you work there for? I worked there one day a week, like on and off for like two, three years. Okay. So like, it wasn't a lot, but I think the weirdest, so I was the front host. Um, so I got all the weirdos. Um, I think the weirdest thing that happened to me was actually probably like a couple months ago. Um, like the way our like front host stand is like right in front of like the triangle part or triangle rectangle part of the bar and there was this guy sitting at the corner that was like old and creepy and I could tell he was staring at my butt the whole time and I turned around and he asked me if he could take me on a date when I left and I said mm, no and then he just kept staring at me so I had to go and uh hide across the restaurant until he left yes that was the weirdest thing oh, or the girl that tried to fight me but I do remember you telling me that story I, I won that one. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you absolutely did. Um, would you rather go swimming with sharks in a tank or jump out of a plane? Jump out of a plane. Jump out of a plane. What is the best piece of advice that anyone is giving you? This is a stumper. Yeah, I, I didn't think this one would stump you so much. 
Well, I don't want to keep saying like that when people told me it's like, okay to take a break. Um, can I give like a, okay. I'm going to give you like, kind of like a, a brief story. I think th- the best thing was, so when my podcast started, it basically was like the average girls, like call her daddy, like all there for the shock value. Um, and then basically when I hired Jack, he was the one that like had the show take the educational pivot. And he was like, you're going to run out of content. Like you're way better at this. And, um, like people will listen to it if it's funny, but they also want to learn something. So I, I think this was what, yeah, 21 Jack literally changed the whole course of the show. And like, it was the best decision that we ever made to change the show that way. So go Jack. We love you, Jack. Go Jack. I love that. Um, that's a vinyl player behind you, correct? Yes. Okay. So when, what is, what's the song that must be played on vinyl? Oh, you can give me like a top two if you can't think of just one. Well, I need to remember what the name. So I have Hosier on here right now. <gasps> I love um, that, dude. Uh, so someone new by Hosier slaps on vinyl. Okay. Um, I won't sing it to you because Jack doesn't let me sing anymore. Um, and then the other thing is like I said, I'm like a huge mega fan of Bleachers, like their entire gone now album um it rocks on vinyl it's awesome oh my god rocks so whole album and one song (laughs) hell fucking yeah okay um who should my next guest be producer jack i had a feeling that's what you were gonna say (laughs) (laughs) yeah 100 producer jack okay um what is an odd (laughs) what's an odd talent that you have um I can, okay, this is embarrassing, but I can literally rap almost the entire album of Hotel Diablo by Machine Gun Kelly. Wow. And yeah. And so I've seen, I saw him live three times on this tour. And like a lot of people are like super like fangirls over him because of like his new pop punk stuff. So when it was coming yeah. to like the rap stuff, no one was like singing. And every time I went, like I went with a different friend each time and they were like, oh my God, like you really do love this album. So yeah, El Diablo, Floor 13. Those are my two jams. Hell, are- hell yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, based off of the conversation that we've had, what is your, um, what is the self-care you want to try to prevent burnout? I'm going to try journaling. This is a good idea. All right. I'm going to try it. I love it. Okay. Fill in the blank. Danielle hair is what? Stumped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. Literally stumped. Literally stumped. That's it. Just stumped. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I I literally can't think of one thing to describe myself right now. Speechless. Yeah, that that would be it. Damn. I'm ready for Taylor Swift's new album to come out. That's that's Ooh. my fill in the blank. I'm right. ready to cry all day Friday. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh my god, it's coming out Friday. Yeah, there's a 10 minute music video to the new All Too Well. I'm gonna just sit and cry. It's gonna be great. Oh my god, and this is coming. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. All right. I got those. Oh my God. I just got really excited. 
I'm ready to cry. And I'm not even like a huge dot. Like, like, you know how there was like the crazy, like Swifties, like in the, in the Taylor Swift fans, like by no means would I put myself under that category, but I will say this. Um, I have listened to, I think just about every single one of her albums besides red. Oh, get ready to cry. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I think I'm just like, I love when her music comes out and I had just said to my sister the, the other day, I'm like, you know, there's like a few people that you like really hope to see in concert one day before you die. Have you she, seen her? No, but she is one of them because I feel like it, it's this like amazing concert, but you also feel like you're like chilling with your friends, like at home, like just drinking some wine with like a charcuterie board at the same time. I've seen her four times. I'm like a big concert person. You are a big concert person. Yeah. Her show, I would say her speak now tour is probably in like my top five shows I've ever seen. Oh my God. Obviously with my first show being Machine Gun Kelly, but she's in the top five. Hey, once you're six feet away from that man, like, no, that's it. You could hate him, but like my friends who didn't like him at the end of the show, they were like, oh my God. Like jaws on the floor and I'm like yeah see told you I'll say this so my I'm a big country music goer like I just go to a lot I love country music it's just kind of my vibe um however that being said though two of my favorite concerts I went to were not my choice of going my mom my mom gave me a really good piece of advice and she always said don't ever turn down a free ticket to a concert always go right always go to the concert. So I was like, okay. And so the first one that I went to was for my girlfriend. It was like her birthday gift. She like invited me. We went and saw Drake and I was like, that's a good friend. Those okay. are like highly coveted tickets, highly coveted tickets. And this was like, this was years ago. So, I mean, he was big, but he, by no means, it wasn't like where he's at now. Let's put it this Was this the YOLO era? Yeah, it was the YOLO era. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like a year good, good or two era. after that. Good era. Good era to be in. Um, <laughs> It was hands down one of the best shows I've ever been to. And I would have never have gone. It would have never have been my choice. And number two was Coldplay. Interesting. Coldplay again. My cousin had an extra ticket. She's like, you're fucking coming. Come on. And I was like, fine. And you forget how many songs you know by Coldplay. It's well, like, that's the thing too. I like know the scientists and fix you, but like that same thing. When I saw Kenny Chesney live for the first time, oh, I confused, like, so I've seen him a ton, but like, I wasn't into country when I first started going. So I thought that every country song was sang by like Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean. So when Kenny Chesney started playing all these songs, I was like, looking at my friend, I'm like, bro, I thought Jason Aldean sang this. And she was like, Kenny Chesney's the one that sings all the songs. Why do you think it's Kenny, those two? Kenny sings, Kenny sings all the songs. A Kenny concert is like, um, wow. oh my God, it's wild. It's so much fun. Um, it was the first time I ever smelled weed. And what was really funny about it, this is a really funny story. So what was really funny about that concert was I was with my sister, Jill, and we both looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, it's Uncle Ricky who's my dad's brother. That was, that was what he smelled like growing up as a kid. And we didn't know. And then we went out. (laughs) So we smelled weed and it was like, I swear to God, I absolutely swear to God. It was the funniest, wildest shit that has like ever happened to me. Oh my God. It's uncle Ricky. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. It's, it's uncle Ricky. So 
again, absolutely crazy, but, uh, I will ask that you raise your glass with me, um, whatever it is that you got. And we're going to, uh, cheers to the three R's recognize reverse and resilience to taking care of yourself. Oh yeah. Let's go. Alrighty then guys, thank you so much for listening on in. I hope you took something away from that. I will say this too. Um, Danielle and I have since talked, uh, since our conversation and I'm actually so, I'm so proud of her because it's never easy to take a pause. I think the way that our society is, we're told that breaks are like a terrible thing to do, right? Because you have to go, 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 go. Just because you're always going doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the right thing. Sometimes taking a break, taking a pause when you can, filling up your cup is going to be the best thing in return to filling other people's cups. Okay. I always say that to myself. If I, there's, I have a lot of people in my life. I love all these people in my life. In order for me to be the best version of myself for them, I need to take care of me first and foremost. And that's what Danielle is doing. Danielle is taking care of herself first and foremost by taking a pause. Taking a pause doesn't mean you stop. It doesn't mean you quit. It means you're you're pumping the brakes, man. You got to pump the brakes sometimes. Danielle's pumping the brakes so she can fill her cup up in return to fill other people's cups. So proud of her. Okay, I said I had a tip for you. Here's a tip for you. If you don't listen to your mind, your body will find a way to talk to you. What do I mean by that? When we have problems going on in our brains, okay, um, and again, it could be a slew of different things and it's different for every single person. When you don't listen to what your mind is trying to communicate to you, it does it in other ways. It does it to your body, okay, meaning maybe you break a bone, maybe you get sick, maybe you get really bad acne, Um Maybe you got to go to the bathroom a lot, okay? It'll find ways for you to slow down so you can actually listen. I'm going to share the story very soon about how my wrist broke. And the not so ironic part about my wrist breaking was it had nothing to do with my wrist. My wrist broke because I was unable to listen to my goddamn mind. So if you're feeling a little sluggish, if you're getting sick, um, Maybe you're not actually sick. I mean, you're sick. Don't get me wrong. Like you actually have like shit going on inside of you. Maybe there's something bigger going on. What are you avoiding inside? Take the time to sit down in your thoughts and ask yourself, what is it that your mind is trying to communicate with you? I am a big believer in meditating. I meditate every morning. I try to do a little meditation when I'm laying down in bed at night And I have learned through doing this, again, by no means am I perfect. I'm always learning and growing. But what I have learned is when I don't meditate, when I don't listen to myself, my body will find a way to tell me that, hey, something's going on. Okay. So if you don't listen to your mind, your body will find a way to communicate it to you. So just do me a favor. Listen to your mind. Get still. Get quiet. And listen to your mind. Okay, guys, that is all I got for you today. As always, thank you so much for coming on in, for taking this time to listen to this conversation. 
And as always, remember to take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I'll see you next time. Take care. Stay here.